You've got the sports brothers. <laughs> Brotherhood, you got the sports brothers. Just what you wanted, yeah. you got it. Headman. Yes. How are you? You asked for it and you got it. Moon, I am I'm doing wonderful. It is uh it's lovely and I always get especially excited about the opportunity to share some wisdom and some insight with the brotherhood on the local sports scene and maybe heck you know maybe it's not always local maybe we you know get into things that are a little bit broader than that so Indeed. i'm ready you know something I'm that's ready. probably important to bring up is that there's a rumor out there that there's a shortage on heinz 57 ketchup can you confirm this at all let me assure you of one thing that i know for a fact i was i was grocery shopping this weekend mm-hmm. and you know I don't know about you, but there's certain items that there's no replacement. I'm not going to go lower brand, what I can see consider to be lower brand or off brand on. Um, yeah, no no things, offense to anybody, but you're right. There's no, no offense to the fine folks at the Hunt Corporation, especially <laughs> if they'd like to sponsor a segment of our of our show. I'd, I'd be in with them, but I, you know, detergent. I'm a Tide guy. And I don't go, I don't go away from from Tide. That's 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 one of my deals, Tide. And I'm not a big soft drink consumer, but let me assure you of this: if I am, it's Coca Cola, straight up Coca Cola, the original oh, mix, the one that's got the dude, cocaine in it. Yes. Well, exactly. you know, you don't, you don't. This this, and I've had my son even tell me, Coca Cola Zero. That man, it's just as good as regular Coke. It's like no way. There's no way it's just as good. So Coca Cola is one of those things. I'm a peanut butter guy. I, I I I've got my I'm dialed in. I'm a Peter Pan, creamy Peter Pan, peanut butter really? guy. And there is there is no alternative for me at all. None. There's no different choice. So if I and stuck so a, a PB and J with crunchy Jif on it, you'd know. Is that what you're claiming? Oh, crunchy for sure. Crunchy, I would know. You know, you know, peanut butter sandwich. Uh, you're not probably going to know as well, but I, you know, peanut butter jelly sandwich. But I will, I, I will tell you this. I would know if I, if it's that late night snack, and I just need to go for some peanut butter and milk. Get me a nice jar of peanut butter, a big old glass of milk, which I've been known to do there. Um, yeah, I would know. I'd, I'd be able to tell you real quick. So Peter Pan's my deal there. And Julie and I went. We were uh, the the uh, the much more attractive and lovely side of, of this household here. Mm-hmm. She'll tell you that we don't we don't we're not messing around with uh, with regards to ketchup. We're shopping this past weekend. There there is no there is no um, no Heinz fifty seven regular. Now they've got organic. Cost you about seven dollars for sixteen ounces. <laughs> They've got you know another mix of you know a vegetable mix ketchup. But no, I just want Heinz fifty seven. That's all I'm looking for. And I was at the store yesterday picking up a few things. No, still no no Heinz fifty seven. And my question is this: 
how is there a shortage on ketchup? Agreed. And why, do, why do we need to even mess with ketchup and make it organic and make it a mix and all this ketchup, man? Give me some ketchup. Got well, a, right. Got and a here's corn the, dog here's, that's lonely, you know. Right. Even though ketchup on a corn dog is a crime, I'll just uh, tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's food talk. That's shortage talk. Uh, and God, what a, what a gift that was to the brotherhood, right there, for sure. I'm sure there. I'm, I, but I will report to the brotherhood. Guess what, guys? We now have Heinz on the shelves. It looks like it's a little bit of thin, a uh, thin inventory. But I just, you know, when I when I see the opening, I just went ahead and grabbed two bottles and said, "No, there's no more of this." <laughs> Cleaned them out. I like it. I like it a lot. So this past weekend, we had a, a, a memorable, another masters event out at augusta georgia where they right. played on the course that everybody's used to that crusty hard slick greens course there was no 20 under going to be had like like happened in in november when when dj set that number at 20 under that'll probably never be broached again but do you think a, there needs to be an does there need to be an asterisk next to that no god no they played the golf course the way it was set up but man it was slow it was a different golf course it wasn't the same golf course every one of the every single one of those players will tell you it wasn't the same golf course but still well they all had the opportunity to spank it the way dj did too you know under those look at look at look at look at you just being just realistic on on the deal golf talk we got to that's just how it is you know the same course everybody was on they all had the opportunity to spank it to a 20 under. Only one guy did. That was DJ. And then he and proceeded DJ. to come out uh, this past weekend and missed the cut. And poor bastard had to sit around for two days just to, to hand off the green jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I was thinking about that <laughs> as I was watching him uh, do that. I thought, wow, you just had to hang out. But, you know, they've got the house rented. I'm sure they've got the house rented oh, yeah. for the weekend. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, you're just... Yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they've got the house rented there and they're uh, hanging out. But he would much, uh, I can assure you, he would have much preferred to be playing for the championship as opposed to hanging out and then putting the, the green jacket on uh, Hideki. And, you know, now that you mention it, I look at uh, the jacket that uh, DJ was wearing that day. There was no asterisks on it. So it, it, he. <laughs> <laughs> He ain't, he ain't going with the yeah, oh, this that week. back. That's a fact. No, he my, my victory in November. Masters winner. He's won it. He gets. To, I am. Uh, to I'm the, the winner. Yeah. Right. And winner, I, I found winner, kind chicken of, dinner. Well, speaking right. of that, I I'm not sure of the exact uh, menu that he had on the uh, on the champions dinner. The one thing that I did hear that I kind of I kind of like is that his appetizer was pigs in the blanket. <laughs> it was pigs in the blanket. He did step up. The main entree was was steaks. He had steaks, okay. you know, to to order, and and they looked really good in the, in the pictures. Uh, yeah. All right, some, sidebar. Okay, go ahead. Sidebar here. And this, I mean, this is, I mean, this is right off the top. I'm going, I'm going off script right now. You're the Masters champion. It's your call for the champion's dinner. What do you serve? 
I've got, I'm just going with the safe route, just like he did. You get to pick what kind of steak you want, you know, cook to your order, and then probably throw in some, some Texas style flavor in there. Um, you know, maybe offer up, I don't know, queso and nachos or something to, to go with it, you know, in your, in your drink of choice. I'd, I'd have to think about that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I would go pretty safe on that. Your, yeah, turn, that your turn, my well, friend. Here's my thought, and this is a local plug, and if they would be interested in, in a, a sponsorship, we'd, we'd, we'd obviously talk with them about this, but I'd go with me as Tex-Mex. Mm-hmm. Bring me as Tex-Mex in and the, the entire spread. I don't want to just go, you know, enchiladas. And so I want the entire spread. I want people to have the opportunity right. to, especially, to especially, you know, delve into the famous brisket tacos, oh, yeah. which are, which are amazing, but just, you know, everything, fajitas, enchiladas, the, uh, the sunset sauce, which is an amazing uh, concoction that, is so delightful it's you know it's it's a, it's a, a cheese dip like oh, it, queso it, but yeah, it tickles your taste buds let's be honest it's, right uh, so that that would be that would be my my deal i just i'd have me as cater it and uh we'd go full full-fledged tex-mex and there would be uh the uh, uh the mambo taxis galore <laughs> there'd be Except smiles all around the room that, that my time. gosh guys and brotherhood, if you're not aware, the Mambo Taxi got its name from the fact back in the day. I'm not sure what was in the concoction, but the reality was you could not have more than two of them. They would not allow it. And the reality was, if you had two of them, you you didn't want a third. They were that delightful. And so, yeah, I'm thinking Mambo Taxi. And uh, Mia's would be, that, that'd be what I'd go with. Well, we had some, some good local representation that, that uh, you know, in that tournament for sure, well, not the least of which uh, kind of a newcomer on the, on the scene here, a TCA Addison product that went on to Wake Forest, Will Zalatoris, skinny guy. Good God, he looked like a two iron out there. Man, he's got game. He was long as heck, and I think the most impressive thing about him is the way he just kept hanging in there, and it, the, the stage just wasn't too big for him. What do you think about Will? I thought Will did a a, a phenomenal job. I've uh, I think I've mentioned before on this site I've, I participate in the fantasy golf league, and Will was very much on my my list. Somebody jumped up and grabbed him or, or before that I had the opportunity to do so, but I was very much aware of his game and what was, what was happening with his scene. And I mean, you just watch it. Like you just mentioned 140 pounds and is hitting that ball that, that, that far. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable how a 140 pound kid can twist on that thing and drive it out there. I don't know, three twenty. That's just amazing. It was it was beautiful it was three, to see. Yeah, it was three twenty all the time, and most of the time it was right in the middle. That was the that was the amazing thing about it. And they and they rave, they absolutely rave about his iron game, what a ball striker he is, and and how proficient right. he is at just sticking it on the green. And 
and like a lot of people that are really good at golf, if if he can get his putting a little bit better, man, he's going to be tough to deal with. Um, yeah. My pick yeah. Uh, on our predictions of Xander Shoffle, boy, that was starting oh. to look pretty pretty sound there for a second where if you think about uh, the eventual winner, just kind of holding steady there and, and toward the end he, he gave a couple back, but Xander birdied four in a row to get within two and then that that unfortunate, I guess it was a slight pull. I can't imagine he was actually shooting for the pin on 16. That went in the drink and right. walked off with a triple, a big old see ya. Score now, have, have you ever have you ever seen a player be so incredibly just distraught over what had just happened? I mean, I just was watching him. He's biting his shaft. <laughs> he's 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 because he knew it's like right. man i've got th- i've got this guy on the ropes and so he's teeing off first so he can he can set the stage if he puts one up there tight four birdies in a row i deck he's just did he not just bogey 15 with one in the water am i remembering that yeah correctly yeah, absolutely you are so You've gone in a matter of five holes. I think it was five. Maybe it was four. You've gone from six down to two down, and now now you can really, really set the stage for, dude. The pressure's on, and he put it in the water. I, I you know, he has to be going. I don't know what in the hell just happened. Had to have been. Agreed. Just had to have been distraught with the fact I cannot believe I just put this ball in the water because I mean those guys are so good I it, it was it was stunning to see especially after four birdies in a row indeed and Jordan Spieth we can't we can't leave him out of this discussion man that son of a gun hung in there right to the very end he had his ups and downs as, as usual and he pitched a lot and cried a lot I think one of the great I think one of the great things I I'm a big fan of the redemption story. I am fascinated by the professional athlete that loses it. I really am. I've I've mm-hmm. I've always looked at that and gone, "Oh my gosh, this guy can't do what he used to do before." I, I've seen it before with a pitcher in a playoff game where he lost it during during the game. All of a sudden, he's sitting there, he's he's pitching, and then he can't find the strike zone. I mean, to the tune of throwing it over the catcher's head. <laughs> seen that? I've seen that happen. You know, we know we know about uh, Steve Sachs and his inability, Chuck Knoblog, his inability at second base to field a grounder and throw it over to first base. Think about that. You are a professional athlete. You can't field a grounder and throw it 30 feet to first base. That's amazing to me how that happens. And so I was really, you know, I I think the, uh, the thing that really gets me on that are these, these guys that are incredible, incredible players. And then all of a sudden, man, it gets in their head and they can't 
they, they, they can't deliver. It's, it's, it's really amazing to me. So saying all of that, when you bring up Jordan, I'm really fired up for him. That's, uh, you know, that's, I think, four or five top five finishes this year now. Yeah, and it appears, he's, he's it appears that he's found it. He's inching his way onto that Ryder Cup team, or at least getting in the discussion. Don't sure. don't don't you think he's found it? I I know he has, and and I don't I don't think he lost it to the degree that Steve Sachs did either. But uh, oh no, you no. Know, he he has he's it's really impressive that I don't know what he's doing different or or mentally what he's cleared out, but he's definitely playing better. He's he's in the discussion, and in those four or five good finishes that he's had recently those he's even built up you know in terms right. of of toward the well, end in this one he was definitely there you know and, and then he, and, you know he had to win two weeks ago in uh san antonio now granted uh, a little bit of a, a a reduced quality field uh needless to say but man if you go play 72 holes on the pga tour and come out number one you you've you found a little something. So thrilled for uh, for Jordan finding his game and uh, and being able to recover. No no question about it. That was that was really really great to see. Good no to question see about him. it. And, and and who knows? There's some speculation. People are even harkening that this is giving Zalatoris quite a bit of credit uh, early, but they're claiming that Spieth and Zalatoris could be somewhat reminiscent of Hogan and Nelson, you know, being from this area. Son of a gun. Isn't that? Son of a gun. That, well, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Zalatoris is 24. I think Jordan is, is he 27 now? Yeah. Something like that. That, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Now I will, I will segue away from this. Some of your, your top level players that appear to be entering in to the I've lost my game zone. I've, I've I've lost things, and that would be two guys that normally, when we're talking about picking who's going to win the Masters, they would be in the conversation. That would be number one, Rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. Number two, um, Ricky Fowler. Yeah. And you know, you're talking about a couple. Ricky didn't even qualify for the Masters this year. He didn't. The shine and Rory missed. The shine is off it, both of those guys right now. Excellent point. Right, and and it, it, it's it's fascinating to me that you look at the solid game that Rory McIlroy has, oh, and Rick, that Ricky he too. Ricky's one of oh Ricky, cool. yeah, Ricky's just got crazy skills. Rory's ridiculous with his natural ability, but uh, and now that and now they those guys they've lost back. it. They're too good. They'll be back. Is that your prediction? Oh God, yeah. They're just too good, man. They're too good at this game and. They're just going through something. I don't know what it is, and, and that's the beauty of this game. <laughs> We've seen that well, with many players. Now, did I pick Bryson? Did I pick Bryson? No, you picked uh, um, Hideki Matsuyama. No, no, uh, you picked Jordan. Oh, Spieth. you oh, picked I Jordan Spieth, and you went with Kuchar as your backup, and I picked Xander and Cameron Smith, and neither one of us got it, but we we both got top five in our in our picks. We were- we weren't we weren't embarrassed by our picks by by any standpoint, uh, without question. There on that. That was fun golf talk, but now we got to talk about somebody else. Uh oh, changing gears. Yeah, 
got to talk about the Cowboys. We've got a draft coming up here, and, and I think it's like my gosh. 12 it, days. Is there not a is there not any time that you need to talk about the Cowboys? I mean, come on, that's that's, that's the uh, that that that's the uh, uh, you know the, the the benchmark of any any type of sports talk that that you might have. So yes. I'm ready to discuss some Cowboys. Rumors, I'm, I'm, rumors persist uh-oh, uh-oh, that there's been a phone, a phone call conversation between the general manager and owner of the Cowboys okay. and Kyle Pitts. There's been a phone okay. conversation, which I guess you know, okay. that's just part of doing your homework. But there's also rumors that the number four position, as it stands right now, Atlanta, and number five, Cincinnati, are also highly interested and intrigued by Kyle Pitts. So it would take some of these 10 picks that we have uh, in some type of package, including the number 10, to try to move up to get him. So it, it seems pretty uh, insurmountable. Let's just, let's just say I got to tell you, as, as dynamic as, as, as that young man is, I, I just think, that we would we would be tremendously remiss to to not shore up some of the positions on that defensive on that defensive front. Uh, that that's that's where I'm at. And I, I think if uh, Sartain is available, golly, that's that's a solid that's a solid corner there. That and I know we've gone down that road. We've had solid corners b- before that we've drafted, and it hadn't hadn't worked out. But dad gum, that that kid's solid. I'm I'm liking that. But you know what? You can pick up good corners later on. I, I'm I'm. I guess I, I've got a real real challenge about how to how to proceed with it, especially if all of a sudden, you know, the kid from Florida is available. It's like damn. That dude's dynamic. He is, and and you know, there's there's a few really good corners. I'm I'm just as concerned with just the interior of the front line of the defense, but there's no big names yep. that are that are uh, that are just jumping out. You know that that are you've got to get this guy in the first round kind of thing. I I, I don't have any names right. for you there, but I do. Uh, I do feel you on the cornerback front. We've made quite a few moves in free agency, which seemed all to be tailored uh, to what Dan Quinn, the new D.C., is going to want to do and the way he's going to coach him up. Um, right. And and I, I, I go back to what we said last week, that I think you can find a really good corner in the second round if needed. Um, sure. And it won't be the top flight that you would get, you know, top 10 worthy, but it would be somebody that would be good. Linebacker to me is, is a position of need as well. You know, um, yes. we've got a couple of guys that were good in 2017 and 2018, but since then they've been average at best and, and injury prone at worst. So there's a lot to do on that defense, but we're talking about with this tight end, which we're long, we're long on tight ends already, but this is a guy that he's not just a tight end. We've discussed that before. This guy's a split end, if you will, and a and a playmaker to where. Man. Well, you know, we 
we lost Jarwin last year, injury in the first game, correct? Yeah. Is that how it unfolded? As we were watching uh, watching the game at our, our lovely, wonderful colleague, Randy Mack. Oh, yeah, Randy Mack. Uh, we, we, were, we, we were in his spot, and we saw Jarwin go down. So I'm just beginning to wonder. It's like, okay, can you package Jarwin into some type of a of a trade? Nah, not off. Was, not off an ACL injury. Not off an ACL. You think? Well, and trades aren't that. Yeah. They're just not that, that big a deal. Right. They're just not that big a deal. I think we're going to wind up just seeing seeing what he can do for us. There's Pitts is the hype is just crazy on Pitts and. I, I I've never known Jerry to to jump up and trade up so high to get something that would be you know in the four hole. You know, if we had the fourth pick, he 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 does. Speaking of which, our our drafts uh, were rated by Pro Football Focus. I heard this on the on the on the Squawk Box today that the Cowboys are ranked fifth best in the last ten years in in first round draft picks. Well, you know, sixteen, kind of, yeah, sixteen has to really bolster their deal, and one of them was, you know, it ends up being kind of a lock. You, you take, you take Zeke at four, and and then you know being able to to get, uh, <laughs> and that's the thing I find I find very interesting is like, oh, you're getting this grade, and you had no intention on drafting Dak Prescott. Everything you did throughout that draft was to try to get other people that, by and large, a lot, you know, some of them aren't in the league anymore, yeah. and some of them have already been traded. Um, some of them just weren't any good, on top of right. all, you and know, you, just making your point and, as, as well. But this was focused your, on, on first round picks. Okay. Um, you okay. Know, and I'm trying, not at all trying to correct you, but that's just what this particular focus was on first round picks. And out of 10 years, uh, by their estimation, we've only missed on one, which was Taco. And, uh, oh, yeah. Taco was uh, a, a significant. I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure that they, they would like to have that over. But then here's the thing you know, you look at it, wherever he went last year, I don't, I don't recall exactly. He's in but Kansas he was, City with the Chiefs, and they re-signed him, no less. And he was showing some promise, mm-hmm. as I recall. Mm-hmm. And that's always the thing that gets me. It's like, you know, you draft a guy, and then he, he flashes out with you, and then he goes, catches on with another team. It's like, all of a sudden, you're playing good. It's like, yeah. dude, what are you <laughs> – come on. you got <laughs> to be really messed up in, in the front office if you can't hit on a first-round pick, and, and we've done it. You know, I mean – I. I, I, I would agree with you, man. There's there's no question about it. You've got to be able to nail those dudes. You've got to be able to nail your first rounder because that's a guy that you need to have playing for you for, I don't know, right. 10 years. Yeah, right away. No and, and the, yeah. Right, and, and right away. Absolutely. Yeah. They've got to step in and contribute immediately. And those second rounders need to be six to eight-year players. Um, yeah, you've got you, you've got to hit on that stuff. And so this draft's going to be huge, and and the idea of uh, uh, of whether you go offense or defense, if all of a sudden a shining star falls to you at ten on offense, do you do you neglect that? 
do you say, okay, no, we're not going to do that. We're still going to say to our board, we're going to go to, well, I guess that wouldn't be staying to the board because he'd be the best player on the board. And then it would be, okay, are we going to ignore that? And I don't think then, we are, and I, I believe that was proved out last year. The exact scenario that you just painted did happen, and, right? and we picked up CD, and, and we're happy about it. You know, So I, I think they've proven that they're not just going to draft for need. That's what you did with Taco, if we get right down to right. it. And that, that, was a no, that was a no-go, at least at that point. Yeah, I I I look at it that way as well. That because here's the thing, you draft that kid, you know, he's in your possession that night, and if all of a sudden you want to start talking trade with folks, then then you you might have something to talk about. It's like, hey, we we got this young young guy here, and he's a star. How how much? What do you what do you want to do? Do you want to give us a one next year? It gives you it gives you some bargaining mm-hmm. yeah. collateral, if that makes sense. It's going to be an interesting draft, and it's going to be interesting leading up to it, and even during it, in terms of the trades that are going to happen and then the position swaps. You know, in the order of the draft that are going to go on, it just appears. It's going to be a lot of movement. Year, There's no question about it. This year's going to be crazy. So that's draft talk, which is actually cowboy talk. And we're going to break and and entertain the brotherhood here. I love it. Point values double. Top seven answers on the board. We asked 100 married women. Name a part of your husband that you wish wasn't so darn hairy. His balls. your mama to no end. She's going to be ashamed. Your mama go to church? Oh, yes. Oh, she's going to be very, very ashamed. Oh. I won't live this one down, yeah, Steve. Shut up, Orgy. It's because of him that I said that. It's because it's your fault, Ori. It's his fault. I take it. But hopefully it's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Number seven. Let's go. It's up there. It's genitals. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, it's chest. It's chest. Carry on, sports brothers. Sports scene, check out the Sports Brothers. 
You've got the sports plus. Back with you. Right here. Indeed. So let me ask you something. I, I know that lead-in music is lovely, and I know the next topic. <laughs> but was 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 her answer the number one answer? It was the number seven answer. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. But I do know that I do know this man. When the Who is playing Eminence Front, I know what we're about to talk about. You do indeed. Yes. I'm so perplexed by the fantastic. Me as well, my friend. Me as well. And uh, it's just an interesting thing. I'm sure you've heard some of the recent rumblings, if you will. Uh, from Mark Cuban and and Luca as well, um, sort of pointing out the fact that this uh, this play-in possibility is uh, is right in front of us here, and and I, I want to surprise you right quick. Thank you. Uh, I love got, surprises. We've got. Uh, Got a special guest here, a good buddy of, of mine from the neighborhood. Big Matt is going to join us for Mavericks Talk here. Big Matt, I, I love we, it. Do we got you, Big Matt? Thanks for having me, guys. Love to join you. Matt wow. is a longtime Maverick supporter. His family's big, big fans. They're uh, partial season ticket holders every year. Matt, how you liking the Matt? Pleasure to have you, and, and say hi to Headman. Hey, Headman. It's always good to talk to you. Well, Matt, it's great to have you join us tonight. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to your Maverick Insight. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Headman. I look forward to this home stretch, as we call it, where it really is nut-crunching time. Really got to... Work on the seeding. Obviously, that six seed is the difference between a playing game and resting and watching. So, it's a pretty right. big end of the season push right now. Obviously, the COVID hurt us early in the year, but, Ed, man, wouldn't you agree? They've looked a lot better since all the parts are here. Yeah, there's no question that uh, that things have been looking good. But, you know, as soon as you, things are looking good and you get a five-game win streak, you got, uh, you know, you, you lose a game to Houston. That, that's disappointing. You know, you have back-to-back, back-to-back, uh, uh, back-and-backs, essentially, that they had. And, and, and to come out of that one and three was, uh, in my opinion, it was, it was very disappointing. There are perplexing lineup uh, assignments that go out on a night to where, Certain players are being rested, and you're just like, "Dang, we need to we need to go ahead and get a get maybe a little bit of a run going." But Couldn't it seems agree to me more. You're absolutely right. That's that's an astute observation. And how long does Carlisle get to do this, where he's not top of the class, just kind of hover around, dang near mediocre, a little bit better, but not what we want. 
how long does he get to do it? I, I would say that you're on a, uh, you know, right now you're on a, a 10-year run from a championship. He's recognized as being, you know, an exceptional um, bench coach for sure. But there's certainly been some things that have come up that, you know, not uh, not uh, just just forgetting the fact about that game the other night against San Antonio where they they leave a, a great mid-range shooter. They don't double him up and end up taking taking the L there. There's there's those type of issues that are going on, and it almost seems to me that they're just kind of trying to position themselves. And they're if it's play in, hey, they're they're fine with that. And then moving forward, um, it, it just I would prefer let's let's go win these games. Hundred percent with you, but hey, man, I do want to slow you down a little bit because. Some of the other teams are struggling as well. So that sixth spot is still real inviting with what's going on with Portland, what's going on with the Lake Show. I can kind of see where he's thinking, you know, let's not push Porzingis, who's obviously an injury issue, too hard right now. We might need him down the stretch because that sixth spot is a big difference, and it's right there. If we had won those games that you mentioned, we'd be in sixth place right now. So I agree with the way you're looking at it. I look at it the same way. But I think Rick's looking further down the road. You think he's looking, you know, to, to what extent? I, I'm, I'm curious about what, what he's looking at there. Um, I think I, I'm more I, I on just, your side where I think if you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. I'm right. starting to get tired of this maintenance talk. I, it started with Kawhi. You know, he was the one that couldn't play every game because he got hurt the year before, and now he needs maintenance. I never heard of that. I've never heard Larry Bird talk about maintenance. I never heard about Magic talk about maintenance. Michael Shirley never talked about maintenance. But this is the way the new NBA is going, where if you're a superstar making all that money, they're going to just let you sit on the second end of the back-to-back. I see it happen to more and more teams. I think Greek Freak's doing that now. Some of the other players are doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a trend within uh, in professional sports, especially with, with these extended seasons that uh, that they're working with. That I I, I think is going to be something we're going to be looking at as a season forward. ticket holder. I'm not happy with it. I don't want to go oh. and not see KP. I don't want to go and not see Luca. I paid a good amount of money to sit there, and I want to see every doggone player that I paid to see. I, 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 I sympathize with you on that 100. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, I've heard, I've heard the stories of, uh, you know, think back a few years when the uh, Splash Brothers were throwing down. And they, I mean, they were the, they were the talk of the town. That was the folks you wanted to go see. And I know they, they made a swim through here one time and, and, you know, I've, I've talked with colleagues. I've heard other, other folks that are on the, uh, the airwaves talking about it where they got tickets for their kids and they go there and Steph ain't playing. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, none of the, uh, Thompson's not playing. 
Bought the jersey, uh, you know, showed up wearing the jerseys, the headbands, everything. And, uh, oh, my and they, God. And not, they're not even playing, man. That's just nuts, nuts, nuts. And you know what? So, I, I think it traces all the way back, at least specific to the local Fantastics. The Mavericks goes all the way back to Steve Nash, if we're being honest with it, that I think that in the back of Cuban's mind for sure, that he feels like they wore out Steve Nash and maybe even a couple other guys uh, during the season, during the long grind, and <clears throat> they at least made you know uh, a point back then that that they're not going to do that anymore. You know, it's going back a good ways. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, it definitely all started with Kawhi. He's the first one to start taking games off. But you know, specific to this lineup that we got. We can't afford to just rest people, and, and I don't think we can afford to use up 25% of our salary cap um, on, on KP if he's only going to play one night of back-to-backs. I mean, that just doesn't seem like good business. What do you say, Ed, man? I'm with you. I'm with you on it completely. Wow. Oh, I thought that was a uh, – I'm sorry. I got, I got <laughs> No problem. I, 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 bet you, I bet you Luca's not too thrilled with that. You know, this is supposed to be his sidekick, his partner in crime, but he only plays one out of every every back to back. And we got a lot of back to backs, unfortunately, coupled with the challenge yeah, we, of, of our team being inflicted the hardest that I can tell. Right. With the COVID and well, all that. So we got a bad deal that, that, you know, it's interesting. Both of our professional franchises in the fall, the Mavericks and the Stars, in this COVID deal, we we both got real, uh, real bad uh, uh, decisions made by the representative league and what was, what was being done because, you know, the Mavericks had their deal, Stars have had their deal, to where, you know, you they they stunted the season mm-hmm. for other teams after us because mm-hmm. they looked at it and went, they went, wait a minute, we're causing these teams, we're we're requiring these teams that just happen to be the Mavericks and the Stars, they're going to play with an undermanned roster, and then we had to absorb that impact, which which was was well, the impact was a bunch of L's. Yeah, well, it was Hardaway. It was Jay Rich. It was Jalen Brunson. I mean, it was Maxi. I mean, that's a lot of guys to be absent. Yeah, but one right. thing, one thing that did give an opportunity to see happen is hopefully for this guy to play some. I am Boban. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Boban. God, I like Boban. He's 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 just a great cheerleader. That's a fact. But he's 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 got some skills, you know. But no, he's fun to have. No around. question about it. Yeah, he's fun to have around. But you know, in the reality of it, <laughs> I I I don't need you know a sideshow to to be the you know the right what person that's, 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 yeah. that's playing right. Yeah. I just I I don't but but here's where the NBA and both the NHL messed up is they they looked at that and so but the record still counts they they made our teams play mm-hmm. with a reduced roster and so what they're doing now where they just go okay we're going to suspend your activity 
like, oh, well, <laughs> hell, yeah, that, saved us about five games, that, wouldn't it, have had man? Oh, no question about it. I couldn't agree with you more, man. Well, couldn't that's good. Good. Thank you to Matt for jumping in. That was that was fun, Matt. Thank All you. All right. Last time. thing I'll say before I head out is there, Headman. There's some good times ahead of us. We have the week, second week of schedule, and the whole league coming up. And if we can just get through I these like back it. to backs, maybe we can make a move to five. If the Lakers keep it. tanking. All right. Thank you, Matt. Right, heading out. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. Shifting gears. Again, we, we do that on this show. We shift gears a lot, but we, we got will. a lot to we say. Will. We really do. Absolutely. Talk There's about, a lot of things to be let, talked about. Let's talk baseball. Baseball been very, very good to me. Rangers winning about a third of their games so far, I think was your prediction, <laughs> that they would win about a third of their games, and, and that's, that's right. proven out so far in the early, in the early goings here. No, I, I, I believe that's going to be the case. That is a team that I'll tell you right now, I, I would challenge you at this point to name four players on that team because I'm not going to, I'm not going to say one because everybody knows Gallo and everybody knows, uh, what is it? Uh, IKF. <laughs> um, yeah. is, is it IKF? Is it that is even, IKF. Is that even, and I can name you Culverson, and I can name you White, and I can name you Trevino, and Heim, and Guzman, and Solak, and some. But I'm watching it a little more than most. Uh, your point is extremely well made. We do got a bunch of no-namers. They just brought up, and, and speaking of Guzman, what a good guy. He, he tore his meniscus the other day, and he'll be out for an extended amount of time. But they're all fired up about this Garcia outfielder named Garcia that they claim is a five-tool player. So okay. there's there's some there's some fun in in this. There's not a lot of fun in this, but there's some fun in this. At least you know being in on the ground floor of the possibility and the unknown of, of some people that we don't have a clue about right now, that, and and that may be coming in the future. That could be fun to watch. This guy may be one of them. It's Garcia. He's left fielder. Supposedly he can run, hit, throw, do everything. Well, damn, why wasn't he on the roster? To begin with, that's, that's one thing. No, I'm I'm with you on that, man. It's, it's, that's all, it's all lovely. And here, ultimately, as I'm sitting here as a Ranger fan, um, looking at it, I, I'm, I, I look at the Houston Astros model. Three mm-hmm. plus years of over a hundred, hundred, uh, Hundred lost seasons, and and that's that's the question I have to Ranger fans: Are you willing to endure that to get a World Series? And I would be willing to bet that any Ranger fan would tell you yes. Well, they would tell I'll, you I'll yes, it. and that's the only answer they can give because that's what we're in for. <laughs> it certainly appears that way. This pitching thing is is a problem. You know, there's that Dunning kid. He looks pretty good. That one guy I can't even say his name that came over from the Braves. He looked pretty decent in his last outing. Uh, Gibson, I guess one out of two outings has looked pretty good, but it takes a whole lot of, a whole lot of good players on a pitching staff to have a team do well, right. You know, you're, you're darn right. My for friend. me only to be able to name three that look decent. Our bullpen is, is depleted with injuries. 
Matt Bush just went down the other day. Looks like he's going to be out for a good while if he can even make it back again. <laughs> you know, so. The, so, what was what was Bush's injury? Elbow, something to do with his elbow. Uh, that, that ain't that's that's no good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's no good. So yeah, there's a there's a significant number of. Uh, of things that the team has to address. I, I believe that they're trying to address them. But mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of losses stacked up moving forward. There's just going to be a lot of them. The hope is that they're able to capitalize on the draft picks. I guess we've got the number two draft pick in mm-hmm. this upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of horses that are there in pitching. Yeah. But this is this isn't like the NFL, where you pick you pick somebody number one, and they're out on the field performing for you that season. You you, you get these top flight pitchers, and you know it's it's three years before solid they solid uh, point solid at least a good good long two, and they got to prove it during that interim period. You know, to, unless your name unless your name is David Clyde, that, that, that's that's <laughs> oh, that's immediate to the front of the line. We see how that works. Well, out. I, yeah. I just I just want to tell y'all something. The, the the sports brothers that are going, what is that old man talking about? What is who is David Clyde? What um, year was that? that? Was that like seventy four or something? I'm I'm gonna go with seventy eight. Seventy eight. I, okay. I I I think, and it could have been it could have been before that. I remember sitting outside in the front yard of my house on Olympic Drive in Farmer's Branch. And Hard listening by Brookhaven my... Country Club. Agreed. Exactly right. Home of Jordan Spieth, Andrew and, and, McGee, yes, and Scott Verplank, right. Brian Watts. That's right. Just, I mean, I can, I, I, I can list it off. That's right. The, the championship gol- golfers that have come from the great uh, Mecca Brookhaven that is. country club. Yes. Right. Yes, sir. But no, I, I do believe I remember it could have been 77, but for the, for the, for the listeners that have no idea what we had is we drafted David Clyde. He was a kid pitching out of a, a high school, I believe in Houston. Does that sound right, Moon? Yes, it absolutely does sound correct. Yes. He was a phenom, I guess they would call it back in the day and and the the ownership in an in an effort to get attendance back up you know get 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 some folks in the stands he rolled out david clyde as an 18 year old i think he was 18 pitching in the major leagues and he actually got a win in his first game which i think five innings had a decent you know decent outing but i, I can remember listening to that game on the radio in the front yard with my grandfather and, and, and just going, wow, this is, this is kind of insane. You got, you got a (laughs) kid out there pitching. So I say all that to say this is that, man, you, you draft, you draft a top flight pitcher. They don't come right immediately in and start throwing strikes. It's, it's a process. Good Lord. I just got into Jason Garrett. (laughs) It's a process. You got to stack one. <laughs> the fight. You gotta, Let's talk it, about the fight. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. You got to fight, and you got to stack one good outing on another. Exactly. Oh dear. But that's exactly what you have to do with those pitchers, and the uh, 
in the minor leagues. They've got to work their way up. Let's let's be so honest. Just, we, we we just got to have some patience as as fans, and we are fans. The sports brothers are fans of these teams, and we just got to have some some patience every with single these one guys. Of them. And it's going to be a long, hard, hard roll, and and uh, it is what it is, my and, man. And then they got to hit. Yeah, they got to hit, and I don't mean hit like hit the baseball. You've got to hit on them. They've got to be good. And uh, if they're not. Well then, you you you've now entered into the world of uh, of uh, of just just oh dear, where where are we now? Yep, yep, it's going to be a process. Well, brotherhood, this show has come to its natural ending. Headman, thank you. Oh no, thank you. Oh so no, much. we're done. Yeah, we're done. It it's been great. We're going to give the brotherhood a. A little bit of a public service uh, ending here. Thank you to Matt for jumping in. That was fun. Thanks again, Brotherhood. Thank you, Matt. We'll see you. Yes, absolutely. Talk to we'll you soon. We'll see you again soon. Brotherhood. Holler at your boys by email at sportsbrothersusa at aol.com and follow them on Twitter, where they are fondly known as Sports Brothers 3. It's well known that shyness is very unbecoming. So let us hear from you. Brotherhood.